Hello, and welcome to the Multiplier's Leadership Podcast. A multiplier is someone being transformed into the image of Christ for the sake of neighbors and nations. In this podcast, we are connecting uncommon leaders like you to relationships and resources that will help you multiply the Great Commandment and the Great Commission in your everyday life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multiplier's Leadership Podcast. Um, Joseph Elder here. We're here with Josh Foliart, the founder of Multiply Global. But also, we get the chance to be able to hear from Peter Ostapko, who have the Kinsman Journal. He is a businessman. He's an entrepreneur, an avid learner, and a true kingdom connector. And so, Peter, welcome to the podcast. Oh, guys, thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for having me on. Man, we are we are so glad that we get a chance to be with you today because, and we'll get to this in just a second, man, but you had your first Kinsman yeah. table last oh. night, and I got to be there with a couple of guys, and man... First of all, this event was not a first-time event. This was an incredible deposit. It didn't look like a rookie event. (laughs) No, this is 100-plus men in a room. It was phenomenal. I'll I'll get to that in a minute, but I want to give our audience some insight on how I got to know you. And we we just got to know each other. It's been like a a three-month courtship, and we're getting married. That's right, buddy. (laughs) Walking down the aisle. Come on. There's a big commitment going on right now. So... Over the past two years, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2021. We've been on that whole journey yeah. together. She's cancer-free. She had one more um, surgery mm-hmm. to do. We had to go to San Antonio. When I get back to Northwest Arkansas from San Antonio after a week of caring for her, I found a, a good friend of mine, Garrett Peters. I found a Kinsman journal that he had left on my front door. And he had sent me a picture about a month earlier. I think you had sent him a copy and he had sent you a copy of some of his Duncan and Stone product. And um, he was like, have you ever heard of this? And I'm like, no. And then we just kind of kept going. But then I found this thing on my doorstep and I couldn't put it down. And Mm. it was so so timely um, and so life-giving. And it was such a God deposit. It really was. It was so anointed. And I I recognize anointing. And it was... Um, it was so life-giving. And so I thought to myself that day, I thought, I've got to reach out to this guy. I got to get yeah. to know Peter. Because um, you had written a couple of articles yourself in the journal, loved your yeah. articles. Um, I think you call them essays, your right. essays. <laughs> yeah. and, and They are called essays, yeah. We, we, connected, we connected on LinkedIn and then we got jumped on a Zoom call. And you, this is just the kind of guy that Peter is. And, and you guys need to know, this about this man. He's a connector, but he's like, Hey, how about, how about this? How about I just jump in the car? He lives in Springfield and I'll just drive down to Northwest Arkansas and we can have dinner. How does that sound? And I'm like, that sounds amazing. Are you willing to yeah. do that? And he that jumps your in the first car. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I round up a couple of, uh, friends and guys that I think would be super interested in the Kinsman product and journal Garrett, um, John Ballantyne yep. was there, and I think we went to the Tuscan Trotter. We did. Trotter, oh, we, we did. We, we had some fine food. It was fantastic. It was, so, <laughs> and uh, Peter, it's, just, it's been this. such an honor, and you, you invited us uh, that night to the June twenty seventh uh, Kinsman Table. It was your very yeah. first event. If yeah, I'm I mean, we had our we had one. our launch event last uh, late last February, yeah. but this was our first gathering or expression as a result of what we've experienced yeah. through the launching of the journal. Yeah. 
Well, here's what I want to ask you. I mean, we are less than 24 hours from having this event. How are you processing well, everything yeah. right now? I was so glad that we scheduled this today because I wanted the he raw was and the real. When he oh, first came man. on this camera, I'm just going <laughs> to let you know, like the energy is off the charts with him already. Yeah. Well, so. I'll tell you this. I, I gave a lot of thought and prayer to this because the last thing I wanted to do was take time from men that wasn't fruitful, that wasn't life-giving, you know? especially the guys that I wanted to bring together in a room. And so we've just yeah. given a lot of prayer and thought to what community looks like over the past year. And one thing I have found is that real community is proximity. It's space shared together. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the symbolism of the table and breaking bread, I mean, it's a holy, holy space. I mean, Jesus did that with his disciples time and time mm -hmm. again, we see that littered throughout scripture. It's just important to gather and to be together. And so, I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to invite only, you know, a hundred men and we're going to fill this room. And so I sent out a hundred, I think it was the first round of emails. I sent out about 110 emails, 105, 110 emails. And I got 82 RSVPs within like five days. Guys are like, I'm there, I'm done. And these aren't, I mean, half of these guys are probably like, which if you don't know, that's a good RSVP right. rate yeah. from and, an email. Well, like, I was, so well done. It was already. bittersweet because I I literally, I had like three other lists. I was like, okay, I probably need about 200 to 250 to fill a room of, of basically 100 guys. But I mean, I'd like to say that I'm the, you know, the world's best email copywriter, but I'm not. But apparently it was compelling enough for guys to say, no, I needed to be there. But really what it was, it was the spirit of God moving on these men that they needed to be there. And it was just, it was just a sacred gathering. I mean, we just, um, we broke bread, we honored one another, we sang, we listened to some just incredible, brilliant men share life stories, practitioners, uh, and we just enjoyed each other's company. I, I told the guys, I said, listen, the objective for tonight is that we don't have a clear objective. And what I mean by that is just, I want you to be here, just come and receive. And if I had time to read the 30 plus texts and emails that I've got in the last 12 hours, you guys would start crying. I, I, I mean, I had, I think eight or nine guys last night alone came up to me in tears. I didn't know how much I needed this. I, I was able to just be myself. I was able to just let loose. I was able to just, you know, come and be in the presence of other great men. I mean, I, I, I just time and time again, I had a guy, he's a dentist, came up to me, he had to leave a little bit early. He's got tears in his eyes welloping up. And he goes, at the beginning of the year, the Lord told me that I needed to read more. I need to spend more time in his word and just reading things that are enriching and nourishing. And the guy starts weeping because I gave him three books. I'm like, bud, I mean, I'm sure you probably make, you know, 250, maybe $500,000 a year. You can buy all the books you want. It wasn't about the books. It was about <laughs> the books. It was about the generosity it the books. of the books. And it was about right. creating this yeah. environment for men to just feel like they were seen uh, that they were reminded of who they are in Christ. And that's really at the core of this journal. It's at the core of this gathering. And what we're doing is just creating space to remind men of who they are and to challenge them in that space, but ultimately to encourage them and to commission them and to send them. Because I shared this at the end, I shared the story about, you know, the prophet Jeremiah and buying the field at Anathoth. And, you know, all of our fields look different. But, you know, if men are operating in their assignment, if they're operating uh, in the anointing and the gifting of the Holy Spirit in the places that God has called them, I mean, look out because the ripple effect is, is extraordinary. And so my goal tonight, my prayer last night was primarily, I just want guys to come and receive and come and be, but I want them to leave commission. And I, and I got emails. I ran into one of the wives 
uh, at a coffee shop this morning. And she, she said, can you go outside? Like, I need to talk to you. And her husband was there and she's like, my husband is not the type that talks a lot about stuff that he does. Like, not that he hides anything. He's just kind of a man of few words. And, you know, he was hesitant to go. And he said, I didn't know what to expect, but it just exceeded anything I could have imagined. And he goes, I want to do this and I want to do that. And she goes, I've never heard him talk like that. And she starts like weeping. So I got wives crying and I got guys crying. And then I got another text and I'm going to send this. I'm just going to read this. So I got this text. A friend of mine said, um, we only had a couple of spots left. This was a couple of weeks ago. He goes, Hey, I have a guy that I'd like to invite. I don't, I don't, I don't think he knows Christ. His wife does. Um, our kids play soccer together and this would be a really great environment for him to come. And he texted me this about literally an hour ago. It's from his wife. So his buddy that he brought, his wife texted him this. I just wanted to thank you for having Kyle join you last night. He came home and seemed to be almost glowing. We stayed up and talked for a couple of hours. I could tell that many of the stories he heard were impactful. He kept saying, I wonder why Jason asked me. He knows so many people, but why me? And my response was, maybe it was God. And he goes, oh, he goes, this Lord. guy is about to accept Christ. He's on that path. And uh, let's go. So I just, I tell you what, I could talk for, I know we only have a limited amount of time. I could give you three hours right now. Not that I have it, but like, I just, I have, yeah. I'm yeah. so fired up because I'm just so, reminded of how the Lord is, is just working in the lives of men. And so, um, I'm just so honored to be, um, in this space right now and, uh, to hmm. be encouraging others. So yeah, I could talk forever. Please go ahead. Well, no. I, I, before, before we kind of ask some questions, I was just going to say the excellence factor of last night. It, it, I made this statement to the guys I brought with me. I said, the excellence in the room disarms every man yeah. here. It's true. It, and so it That's was so word. disarming because the location where it was, uh, was phenomenal. The food was phenomenal. I mean, I left with five books that were given to me. Phenomenal. Um, and, you know, in a culture that's super transactional, it did not feel transactional, yeah. Peter. It felt transformational. And it felt like a table, like yeah. a family of guys. There was laughter. There were tears. Man, there were some heavy hitter deposits that yeah. were made the three communicators that spoke and, and delivered. Um, and then I think maybe the most valuable was the way you set the room up was face to face with guys that maybe you knew them and maybe yeah. you didn't. Um, and getting to know guys and where they're at and asking about their children and, and their, their marriages and their journeys. And it was, it was just anointed start to finish. Um, and I mean, you held the attention of a group of a hundred men how long did this thing last? Started at five yeah. officially. Five really. I mean, we opened the doors at five, but really from about five thirty to about yeah. eight forty-five. Yeah, so over three hours on a Tuesday night yeah. where most of them came from wow. work. So I yeah. know they were tired. <laughs> wow, it was it was phenomenal. So thanks for the invite. Thanks for being a part of this today oh, you as bet. well. Um, so I mean, it's it's yeah. phenomenal. Well, well, Peter, I'll just say that the, the more that I'm around men and for myself as well. Um, there is a, a desperation within their soul to connect to other men that can be real, authentic, be themselves, as you said a moment ago, um, but also see what's possible with God. And I, I love to see that you're stepping into that space. And there's a lot more to that than just what I said. But but I would I'd love you to take us on the journey or maybe even just give us some of your background, um, family and kind of who's with yeah. you. Um, but then how did you get to this? 
um, how'd you get to this spot right now where you're talking about the Kinsman Journal? Like what took you to that and really give us some context as to what that is. Um, we'd love to hear some yeah. of that journey. So I'm married. Uh, my wife, Sarah, and I have been married for 17 years. Uh, next month, I just turned 21. She was 20. We got married. Uh, she oh is my, my gosh. Help- yeah. Congratulations. She is my helpmate. Oh, oh man. My best friend. I, uh, I, I know this isn't a, like a crying podcast. I'm going to hold it together, but like, I am, no, no, I am, this podcast. I am where I am because of my wife. Um, like our marriage is, is so life giving and fruitful. It, it, and it like that it's out of that place that everything else flows. It's because of that, that we have great children that drive me crazy, but yes, great children, wonderful children. I have a nine. How old are they? Peter? I have a nine year old boy, Titus. Uh, my daughter, Claire turns seven next month. And then we have a, the life of the party now, which is an almost 11th old, 11 month old Levi. So it's, uh, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it's a blast. But um, everything flows from that. I mean, just when you have a wife that is an encourager, that is a supporter, uh, it really, it, it, it allows for the flourishing of a man. And so I, I just, I can't praise who she is and what she's been and how important she is to me. And so that's really the bedrock for really about everything uh, is my relationship with her. Um, you know, I tell people there's a six plus year story and a 20 year story to this journal, but the long and short is this six years ago, I was in a uh, bookstore. I was in a Barnes and Noble in Wichita, Kansas, and I had wrapped up the day and I've been in finance and banking and insurance for the past 15 years. In the last 10 years, I've been in predominantly commercial lending, finance, boutique, uh, nonprofit church lending. And I was in Wichita. We finished up some meetings with some clients and I was in a bookstore and I picked up this book, The Revenge of Analog, Real Things and Why They Matter. And I've talked a little bit about it in the journal. But basically, the the, the synopsis of the book was all of these industries that were supposed to die off with the emergence of digital technology. But there were two chapters that just caught my eye and it was The Revenge of Print and The Revenge of Paper. And immediately, I was just hooked. I bought the book, read it, read it over again listen to the audio portion, listen to every single interview that the, the, the author did so I could extract different things. But really what it was is an invitation and the Holy Spirit was really stoking the curiosity in my life. And so the 20-year component comes in here is growing up, uh, you know, I was around publishing. My, my parents were in publishing. Uh, when my dad was around, they published a local little community magazine. And uh, I just was always intrigued by the printed word. And so growing up and being around that when I was really young, I just, it was something that was within me. Uh, my parents didn't split, you know, when I was young and I write about that too. And there's a lot of stuff there. Um, but then the last few years, I'm just like, okay, since I pick up this book, I'm just like, there is a need in space for men and it can't be cheesy. It can't be weird. It can't be salesy. But I also feel like the, the expression of the way in which um, the church is kind of speaking to men has gone a little stale um, not that they're not trying, and I don't mean that and knock at all. I serve on a local in a local church as a trustee, and I say the same things. It's just that we have to be more creative in the way that we're reaching men, and we're trying to put new wine in old wineskins that have been around for 30, 40 years, and it's just not working. And so I said, okay, well, we're going to create something that I just don't see. So Business 101 is if there's a void or a gap in the market, you fill that void or you fill that gap. So the journal was really the first expression of that. And so we uh, resourced, um, or we sourced, you know, almost 30 different writers, all original photography. You know, we talk about surrender. We talk about faith, character, fatherhood, um, infertility, entrepreneurship, finishing well, ambition. I mean, there's so many just wonderful topics. 
And I just basically, for two years, I just reached out to people and didn't take no for an answer, wrote compelling emails to say, hey, listen, you should be a part of this and here's why. It's that email there you go. again coming back. Peter. Don't waste people's time. You got to have a good email. Um, yeah. But I mean, really, the Lord just multiplied my time. I mean, I'm, I've been bivocational. You know, I work 40 plus hours in commercial lending. So most of this was, you know, birthed in the margins of life. I didn't sacrifice my weekends with my kids or my family. This was done before seven and after 9 p.m., you know, and occasionally on the, on the weekend every now and then for a couple hours or I'd use bank holidays. Um, but, you know, it's just the Lord just really breathed on it. And I just said, okay, Lord, whatever you put in front of me, I'm just going to walk obediently in what that is. And so really that's the journey that we've been on. And I, and I, could, I could share story after story of just his faithfulness and providing what we need in that moment. But what I'll say is this, and, and this is what I would want people listening to hear is that you know what you need to do. When God has asked you to do something, you have to do it. You have to be obedient. You can't question. You can't doubt. You can't ask everybody what they think. You have to do what you know you need to do because the Lord has asked you to do it, and then you need to go do it. And sometimes it's going to look foolish, but the Lord is faithful, and He'll bring people that will reaffirm and remind you of what you're doing, and He'll instill the sense of assurance, and He'll complete what He's going to work in you. Like It's just, just what He does. I think what happens so often is we just get sidetracked, we get, uh, we lose focus, we get discouraged too easily, and we're all, I'm listen, I've had moments where I'm like, seriously, like this is way too much. But just, but just when I was, every single time that I've been in a place where I'm like, I just, I don't know if I have it anymore, I would get an email or I would get a text or I would get a phone call literally within a day from either someone who picked up the journal and read it and just shared a testimony about how they decided to give their life to Christ or get baptized or, you know, I mean, just story after story. And the Lord's just like, I have you right where I need you to be. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And this whole journey the last six years has just been that. It's been, it's been about, honestly, the, the deepest part about this has been an invitation from the Lord saying, listen, I have something really special for you. And it's going to involve some hardship, some sacrifice, but it's going to be the thrill of a lifetime. Do you want to, do you want to come on this journey? Do you accept the invitation? And I just said, yes. Because really, this work is, is, it's not about a journal. It's about a work that the Lord wants to do in and through me so that I can better understand who he is, so that I can tell others about his faithfulness. And that's what we saw last night. That's mm. why I wanted to have multiple guys come up. Yeah. I said, I want you to testify in what, what the Lord is doing in your business, in your work. And we want to honor these men because guys, guys need to hear over and over and over what's happening. Guys learn and live and love testimony. And so we wanted to put yeah. that on full display last night. We wanted to put that on display in the journal and complement it with just beautiful photography and rich imagery. We wanted to edify the image of a man in our culture. Which it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it is beautiful. beautiful in the way that it's Thank done. You. It's yeah. excellent, Thank excellent you. work. Uh, well, Peter, I, I want to say, uh, I'll just give you, I just want to speak one thing out of the gate. One, you're a pastor. You have a oh. pastor's heart. It's all over. <laughs> I just want to affirm that as somebody that I, I think we're, the, we all three have pastor's hearts. So, Anyway, I just want to speak Thank that you. to you, but I'll just—I—I I just want to declare, even out of the gate, that um, you said you're bivocational. I see this um, eventually shifting past the bivocational yeah. to being a, a full-time focus. Yeah. But I'll put that into the airwaves and see what happens on that side. A, a scripture came to mind when you were talking just now um, about when God gives you a vision, and and that's what multiply is as well. It's this something, this this invitation that God said, "Will you follow me that's into?" Right a terrain that you don't know yeah, where, where you're right. going. But if, if you'll stick close to me, I'll lead you, I'll guide you. And, and God showed me Isaiah 55 two. It's a question um, that the prophet's asking 
to the to the people of Israel, and he says, "Why spend your money on what is not bread, and your labor on that which does not satisfy?" Hmm. And it's such a good question because God invites us into spending our life um, on something that actually satisfies and that fulfills. And, um, and I, I think that can be in the workplace. I think oh, that can be in vocational ministry. I think that can be, um, I think that invitation actually is not necessarily a s- step away from, it's kind of what you've done, right? You said, man, I've been, I've done this as well as, um, and I don't know if you call it a side hustle up until this point or what, but, <laughs> but it's full-time job and everything else. Yeah. Full-time, yeah. Full-time family. Yeah. Um, but that invitation feels impossible. And I've, I've heard a guy say in the past that God invites us into what seems impossible so he can get the glory. And, and it can be about him. I'd love to hear like early on in this vision, tell us like what was one critical God moment that like just like you knew God was the, the wind in your sails and it was going to come through for you in, in days ahead. And then, then I'd love to get into some vision and, and where we're going with Ken's. Okay, I'll, I'll share uh, two stories. Or I'll share three. Um, I'll try to make them brief. So, you know, we I picked up this book in 2017. So for the next two years, I picked up the book Revenge of Analog. So for the next two years, I just researched what was going on in the print industry. I, I bought a bunch of books. I followed some blogs, listened to a bunch of podcasts. Um, just was trying to find out, okay, what's going on in the print world that, you know, the overarching theme for so long is print is dead. Um, and the fact of the matter is, you know, crappy print is dead. News headline print is dead. Uh, but interestingly, as a result of what we've seen digitally, there has been a renaissance and a revival of print. And the reason why is because it's trustworthy. It's actually the highest medium, uh, of media that is trustworthy is print, because if it takes the time to print it to go through that whole process. It's very time and labor intensive. People don't just put that if they have a thought or idea about something, they put that online or they put that in a blog. So if it's on paper, if you print it, if you ship it, if you're doing all of that, uh, there's a reason for it. And so, and that's not just like an older generation thing. The youngest generation, Generation Z loves print. They're drawn to print. Millennials love it. And so I just was learning for two years about everything that was going on. And so I you know, I built a budget out. I, I said, okay, how much is it going to cost to do original photography and get about 15 shots? How much do I have to pay to have someone write a 2,500 word essay or a 5,000 word, you know, feature essay article, you know? And so I just built this out and I said, okay, Lord, this is what it is. is what I think it's going to cost and what it's going to take. Cause I didn't want to ask favors. I wanted to honor uh, the men and the people that were contributing uh, to this. One of the things that I read time and again is everybody says, oh, well, you know, if you're trying to get people to write, just, you know, say you'll tweet about it or share on Instagram. I'm like, that's just, no, not doing that. So we wanted to raise funds. We wanted to create a way. And so I built out, you know, basically it was going to take about a hundred to $145,000 to launch this, to have the initial print, um, to do some things. And so to really kick this thing off the ground. So built that out in 2019. Uh, and then in the summer of 2019, uh, I had really the release that I needed to. I was having a conversation with my biological father. I was on my back patio. It was Father's Day weekend, the weekend after Father's Day, and him and I and I wrote about this. I mean, it's it's been a um, it's it's been a good relationship, but it's it's had you know like many relationships, it's had its moments of of difficulty and challenge. 
And we had about a two hour conversation. It was just probably one of the better conversations we've had since I can remember when I was a kid and very life giving. He said at the very end, he goes, Peter, he goes, I need to tell you something. I was like, what's that? He goes, I, I never should have left you and your brothers. I'm a runner and I never should have left. And I just started weeping. I mean, I just, I didn't realize how much I needed to hear that. And I wasn't angry with him. I mean, I, you know, I didn't have, you know, pain or ill will at all in that regard, but just hearing him say that was just so powerful. So that was in June and July, we went on vacation. I come back in August and four weeks in a row at our church, we had people speak a word that was building on the previous week, that built on the previous week, that built on the previous week. And these weren't just people that just run around and, you know, just prophesying, you know, because there are people who do that and, and that's a whole different story. These are people that they have the gift, what Paul talks about, the gift of prophecy. These people have that and they spoke it and they were spoke, speaking with such specificity and clarity about me, about my past, about my family, about this venture. And in the last week, this lady said, God is going to give you a blueprint to pour out his heart in business. And it's not going to be striving. It's not going to be striving. This was in July, this would have been August of 2019. So for the next three months, I said, okay, Lord, this is what we're doing. We got this branding firm that we wanted to hire and it was going to cost about $10,000 for them to take everything that was percolating in my head and to, to share this vision and to put it in paper or put it, you know, on paper and, and speak to it. And uh, I was sitting in a loan committee meeting um, in January of 2020, and I got a text from my buddy's wife, and she said, hey, what do you guys need pray for, prayer for right now? The Lord just put Sarah and you on my heart. And I just said, well, you know, I mean, a lot of things, but specifically, like, you know, we're just waiting for what the Lord has in this. And, and we had shared the vision with a handful of people, and she goes, well, what do you need specifically? I said, well, we're going to hire this branding firm, and they're going to help us. And she's like, Peter, what do you need? And I said, we need $10,000. That's what we need. And she said, great, because the Lord told Jason and I this morning, we're to give you $10,000 towards this project specifically. So I said, okay, Lord, we're going, let's move. So we hired them. So for the next few months, we started building out the vision and we put visuals. And then late summer of 2020, uh, we had what we were doing. And so we started sharing it. We had, we shared the vision with a few more people over the summer. One of this, this gentleman mm -hmm. that passed away, he literally was over at my in-law's house for a cookout and my parents or my in-laws were like, Hey, Peter, why don't you tell Tony about what you're doing? So I shared with him for literally five minutes. He calls me the next day. He goes, I'm going to send you a check for $10,000. The Lord is working in your life and I want to support this. Wow. We didn't have any like Come on. legal setup yet. Like we weren't, you know, I mean, yeah. there was no, I'm like, there, no there, there was there was nothing. There was nothing. Every time we needed something, <laughs> though, the Lord provided every single time, every single time from yeah. writers to multiplying our time to the editing process to the stories that people were writing. I mean, just photography, everything. But the last story mm. I'll share is this is this is a very important part of the story. And this is something that I shared in the origin story is, you know, when you go on a journey with God, when he invites you into something, you think it's going to look like, you know, X. It turns out to be usually YZ and, and everything else. And in January of 2021, I slipped into an intense period of anxiety. I mean, I am a glass half full. I have three other glasses full. You guys can have some. Like I am not a restless, anxious person. It was on a Sunday night. I was watching the Cowboys and the Giants football game. My wife was in here in the office and I was just laying on the couch and I just started shaking and I couldn't sit still. 
And it was the most frightening thing I've ever experienced in my life. And at the moment I thought, is this attack? Like what's going on here? Like we're moving and grooving, like we're like everything's going. And we were starting a, th- uh, a 21 day fast the very next day at our church. And over the course of the next few weeks and the next, really the next eight weeks, the Lord just started to extract and peel back layers. And really what I found is deep down, there were areas of my life that I fully hadn't entrusted to the Lord, that I just relied on self-sufficiency and independence because that was what I told myself and how I taught myself as a teenager growing up without some of those formative years uh, speaking into me by the people that were, that were around me. And so the Lord said, listen, you're just going to have to trust me that what you're going through, I'm a good father, that I love you. I won't abandon you. I won't forsake you. I'm here for you. And so it was a heart. It was an, it was an excavation of the heart. And I mean, there were moments where I thought, literally, I, th- I thought I was going to die. It was, it was awful. But what I found was, as I was entertaining and I was giving thought to fear that was not of God. And the Lord allowed it. I mean, he allowed it, but he knew what I could handle. My wife was as strong as she's ever been spiritually. Like she was like, I mean, it was like just a whole nother level. And I look back on that period and it was pivotal because it gave me context for people that wrestle with those types of things. But more so it was, it was the invitation like, okay, do you really trust me with where I'm, where I'm taking you? Because it's completely different than where you think. About two months afterwards, the Lord said, Peter, you need to give sacrificially to what this is. So Sarah and I gave, we gave $1 more than anybody else had given to date. Within two months, that number was multiplied by two times by people who gave up and stepped and everything got funded. And it's just been time and time and time again, miracle after miracle after miracle. And it's not because I'm some special person. It's because I've just said yes to what the Lord's asked me to do. And I've just stayed focused and I've said, Lord, I hold this loosely. It's all yours. Use it as you see fit. And so, uh, so yeah, so I could keep talking on that for a while, but I know there's other questions. <laughs> Peter, what I love about all of those stories is that it started with the approval of a father of saying, man, I, I, I know that I needed to be there, both your earthly father. And even the story at the end was um, the Lord's approval saying, hey, I've got you. Like, let's go on this journey together. Um, and even the excavation of the heart, like that's um, very much language in the Becoming a King book by Morgan Snyder. Like there's a lot of really good stuff in that if you haven't read that oh, yeah. before. Um, but I, I I just love the journey of starting with the approval of the Father, continuing to have the approval of the Father. And from that identity, continuing to move, move forward for what the Lord has for you. So um, very encouraging to us so far. Peter, we... Um, we when when I think about Multiply Global, I think about we exist to partner with people like you and collaborate and and just get in get in the same lane and run hard and how can we um, encourage and support and strengthen and so share with us um, as you look ahead now. Um, I mean, you got some you've got some water under the bridge. You've seen some success. You know God's in this. Um, what 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 is the next year? Three years, five years, yeah. look like. Give us, give us some understanding and how we can pick up, pick up some of the weight and run yeah. with you. Oh no, this is good. I uh, let me just first say I'm just grateful uh, for this friendship, and people need to hear this. There's nothing like friendship. Like w- when when you have a brother in Christ 
that is not just like, hey, man, that's really cool. You're doing a cool thing. It's like, no, let's lock arms, man. Let's run together. Let's go to battle. I'm telling you right now, that is a game changer in the life of a man. And when you have people do that, like you've done that with me, I mean, it, 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 it just, it invigorates you and it moves you. That's why I drove down there. And I just, I'm like, I want to be in the presence of other brothers, of like-minded, like-minded men. And I have some of those here. I'm not saying I don't, but like, just, I could, I could, I was aware immediately that that's what this was going to be. But the next year, so we've put together a pitch deck, a full vision. We were able to obtain our 501c3 this year. Um, I see if uh, in, in two yeah, weeks, I'll tell by this, the way, which is an yeah, absolute, so, that, that doesn't no, it does happen. not happen. That it does not happen. happen. I'll tell that story it really, really quick. So, so I was dragging my feet. We operated under our church as a fiscal sponsor for a long time. In February, I went to a coffee shop because the Lord's like, you need to go fill that thing out. I filled it out. It took me about eight hours. It said it would take 40. I said, let's go. Took eight hours, submitted it. <laughs> you took that yep. as a challenge. It said when I submitted uh, this application, be, you'll be notified of it being processed in uh, the next 120 days, and you'll be notified in six to 12 months that you've been approved if you are. I got a letter two weeks later that we were approved from the IRS for a Christian organization. So, for, Wait, so the yeah. IRS was the IRS. The IRS. Now you're going to get now you're going to get uh, scores of calls. People wanting you to fill out their <laughs> yeah. now, now we really know the Lord's hand was. Oh the Lord's hand was in this for well, sure. Well, it's moved just that I tell you what. Like okay, so that's another story, obviously. But so here's the vision. We put a vision together. We've applied for a nonprofit accelerator through Praxis, um, and whether or not we get that or not, I'm hopeful that we that we will. But if we don't, just being in a position to apply for something like that is just so honored, but yeah. we know where we're going and we know where we're going because of what we've seen and experienced in the past year. So the journal in its physical form, I mean, it's just resonating with guys, like guys are using it in studies. They're using it in one-on-one discipleship, fathers and sons and neighbors. I mean, I could just so share story and story. And this isn't just pastors that are writing this. No, like give yeah. some context as to who. I mean, we have, we have businessmen, we have everyday businessmen we have entrepreneurs young guys old guys artists yes i mean it's really everything yeah i mean it's a wide variety of of just context and different people from different backgrounds because i think that's i mean that's that's representative of the body of christ right and so that's what we wanted so so we're going to produce we're actually going to do a reprint of volume one we haven't done any marketing because i don't have time to fulfill if we were to do any marketing so we are, we printed 2000, uh, volume one on just kind of this, you know, test pilot, if you will, we've shipped out, uh, almost 1700. So we, we don't have a lot left. Um, but we're getting ready to do a reprint of volume one and we're going to make some upgrades. We're actually going to go to a case bound. So it's going to be an actual book, like hard case bound. We're going to do a black linen with a debossed black foil. It's going to be really chic executive style. Um, and we've, we've established, dozens of partners that are out there like multiply global and part of a man and forming men. And I mean, the C12, I mean, there's so many organizations that are already cultivating in their own space. And we just want to say, listen, how can we resource you for what you're already doing to create a greater experience for your retreats, your board meetings, your discipleship, whatever it looks like. Um, so that's one part of it is the reprinting and the distribution of that. We've, we're going to set up our own network of distribution through that. We'll continue to, you know, sell and resource and stuff like that. Um, but then these gatherings are going to be pivotal too going forward. We, you know, we are going to do these kinsmen tables here locally, uh, every four months. 
Um, but I see this multiplying into uh, other markets as well. Um, Josh, you had mentioned, but I've had four or five guys just in the last few months have said, listen, if we could just fill a room of guys, would you come? And I said, well, we're going to test pilot that. And uh, I think we have a, a pretty good way to kind of set that up and get that done. And so, uh, so I'm looking forward to expanding that into other markets, really just to create and help men resource and galvanize guys in those markets for themselves. You know, so it's almost like, a, hey, here's what we did. We can come in and do this. Bless your men, resource your men. Now use it uniquely for you going forward. Um, the Kinsman Collective is something we're looking into, which is really a curation of, of couples. Um, it's going to be really birthed out of just this approach towards family. Um, my wife and I, my wife is really excited about that. She has the gift of hospitality. And so we just want to lavishly love on people that have, um, very limited time and they're not taking time for each other, but they're running, you know, organizations or companies and they need time to reconnect. And so that's an expression in it. Um, we've released the audio in a podcast form. And so we've really broken out the vision to anybody everywhere. And then here and now, and the here and now is the community and the anybody everywhere is the journal, the distribution, audio podcast and all that. So, yeah, it's a whole lot. It's, it's so good. So needed. I, I was sitting in a, a meeting last week, um, with the director of the Joshua center, who's, uh, the largest counseling center in Arkansas, um, and Ryan Rain is his name. And we were discussing just the need of the hour uh, with people. And it's, you know, right now, post-COVID in the world we live in, you know, he made the statement, he said, it's actually abnormal to not be seeking help right now from a therapist. Like it's it's the 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 exponential increase in people who need help right now and this picture came to me and, I, and I'm thinking about you and I think you even wrote about uh, one of the articles or essays was about Winston Churchill, but the whole Dunkirk episode where the English army was about to be ransacked at Dunkirk and Churchill repurposes 800 vessels to go across the English channel to extract these men that are trapped on Dunkirk um, and, you know, they don't just rescue i think the 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 goal was 45,000 men they end up rescuing more than 300,000 soldiers um and and it's god is repurposing people and organizations i mean this is really not what we do but over the past 3 years we have sensed god saying will you allow me to use your vessel will you allow me to send you in a direction um, that maybe wasn't in your mission statement in the beginning. And I think having the agility as an organization or as a leader or as a church or as a business um, to to be able to say yes to that, um, I think your organization's positioned perfectly to collaborate with people that are saying, I'm willing. And I, and, and I know the need of the hour is uh, men, women, families. Um, and it really starts with with men. It really starts with us. And... Um, I don't think you can overestimate the the importance of what you're doing. What let let me ask this, Peter? What obstacles do you see in your way over the next five years? Is that a, is that a fair question to ask Absolutely. at this point? Yeah. You know, the easy answer would be like, oh, you know, funding for the vision, right? You know, I'm not worried about yeah. that. Like, <laughs> the Lord's going to fund yeah. what He wants to fund, and and I can have all the ideas in my mind, but ultimately, it's His. Um, I would say this, I, I've been thinking about this question and honestly, 
I think the biggest obstacle is to keep myself out of the way. And it's to constantly stay grounded and humbled to be part and not to think that I'm doing anything special or that I've arrived. And I'm not saying we're not doing something special. I'm not, I don't, but what I mean is the moment that I come to a place where I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming kind of a big deal. Like we're it. doing a really good thing here. I'm a big deal. <laughs> like, I'm a big I, I mean, deal. seriously, like, you know, I mean, pride cometh before the fall. We, We've we heard that it. over and over, but like, yeah. I think the biggest yeah. obstacle is going to be like fighting to stay focused because the, the need is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And we're going to be bombarded just like you're going to be bombarded. When you carry and you share something that is of God, people are drawn to it. And so they're going to they're gonna give you, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. Hey, would you want to partner here? Would you want to do that? And those all might be good things. But if they're not God things, if they're not what we, what he has for us, and I just want to stay grounded in what he wants for us. So I think the biggest obstacle is going to be navigating through saying yes to everything that looks like a really good thing and staying focused on what he has for us, because we're not the answer for everybody and everything. We're not trying to come in and create this you know, master organization with curriculum and kind of reinvent, you know, this isn't a knock on anything or anybody, but like a promise keepers type thing where it's like, no, we're going to be the yeah. voice here. I mean, that was perfect for its day, but for, for this season, day, for this season, it's yeah. going to be hundreds of these micro movements because in those micro movements, you have real relationship, you have real proximity, you have real influence, you have real discipleship, you have real transformation. And so the last thing that I want is to think that we have it all figured out and we're going to be like, oh, well, this is what you need to do because this is what we've seen. And so I just, I, I see that. And I see that I've seen that being in the business world for 15 years. I've seen that in businessmen that have had a really, really good thing. And they're like, oh, we need to grow. We need to expand. Well, you don't understand that when you grow and when you expand, it's a whole different skill set. You're not going to be doing what you enjoy. You're going to be managing people that are now doing the thing that they don't enjoy that you used to enjoy, but you no longer enjoy because you wanted to grow and expand. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of where God has us. Morgan Snyder said this. You talk about Morgan Snyder becoming a king. He wrote the very last essay of the journal. And he said, Peter, keep it small and give it all away. And I said, that's it. This is not about egos. This is about kingdom. And kingdom is not about self. It's about the purposes and promises of God moving forward. And that's what I want to stay focused on is that. That's a great word, Peter. Well, I, I'll just say this, that um, I know that this, well, Lord willing, and if you say yes, this will be a part one to continued conversation. We'd love to know or just to hear a little bit more from you as to any everything that's happening. Um, but I, I'll just tell the, the audience this. If you haven't gone to the website, we'll be sure to li link that in the show notes for the Kinsman Journal. Since literally looking at the website, even our conversation now, um, man, the Holy Spirit has given such favor to you, Peter. And, um, and really just everything that you guys are doing in the ministry space. And at the very beginning, you said, um, really the Holy, Holy Spirit began to stoke curiosity. And he's led you to a curiosity that there really is meeting a, a significant and a direct need. And so um, I'll just say from our Multiply family, we're excited to continue this journey um, um, as friends, but also um, as as those that can lock arms along with yeah, you. And, and so as we as we jump off here, um, I'd love you to give us where can we follow you? Where are you at on yeah. social or website? Give us that real fast and we'll be sure to link that in the show. Yeah, notes you bet. Well. So personally, I'm most active 
on LinkedIn. I really like that platform personally and professionally. Uh, the journal itself, we're most active on Instagram. Um, so find us on there. We have a Facebook page, but Instagram just seems better. We haven't, I mean, we, we do Instagram and stuff, but not a ton of it. Our social media is, you know, face to face, you know, that's kind of our social, but I will say this, the other <laughs> thing that people want to listen, the faith, fatherhood and work podcast we launched, we have all of volume one in audio form. I provide commentary, a little backstory about how things come together. And it's just been a beautiful expression of just re-listening and engaging with, with what the Lord has done in this first volume. So the, the journal's expensive, you know, I mean, right now people, the money's tight, so just listen to it and enjoy it. And if you want to get the journal later, great, do it. But it's free through the podcast. We're releasing a new episode every week. We have almost the first section done and uh, let it bless you and encourage you. Use it in a discipleship or in a group setting. So thank you. Well, Peter, thank you again. Um, once again, it, it was an honor. And, you know, at the beginning, you said, hey, I don't know if this is a podcast you can cry <laughs> on. Um, I had tears in my eyes during the conversation. And if you go to the Absolutely. website, it, it got me as well. So um, just know that this is a podcast you can cry on. But Peter, thanks again for your time as being a, a man that's truly um, a visionary and pioneering into a new space. Um, and that's something that definitely came from the Lord. So thank you again, listeners. We'll see you guys again here in a couple weeks or hear you in a couple weeks. And we look forward to our time together. Thank you for joining us today. To discover more resources, visit multiplyglobal.com. We are committed to helping leaders like you become connected to the relationships and resources you need to multiply God's purpose in your everyday life.